Listeners, this is Richard from Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are at Dragon Con 2019, and anyone who's been to this thing or is at this thing uh, will see the illustrations on the big banners walking in. Who does this crazy stuff? How how does he get to where he's at? And I look at these things and I think, how do you not know Derek Yaniger? I bought Wildsville, and uh, that's one of my favorite books. You know, like people talk about coffee table books. There's that. And uh, I'm going to let Derek tell you what's in that book uh, as far as the cast of characters and the kinds of things you see in that book and what populates his world and how he got where he's at. So, Derek, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Richard. You bet. I enjoy being here. <clears throat> uh, Wildsville, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, probably came out eight eight years ago or so. Uh, Is it that recent? It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's. Uh, bums and beatniks and tiki freaks and I mean it's just it's really um, I'm obsessed with all things retro um, so you know f- uh, mid 50s early 60s so all of those genres you know burlesque beatnik rat pack cocktail tiki um, that's what that's what flips my switches you know so that's that's what I do all the time um, and I'm trying to capture that vibe when I was growing up in the 60s and I would see artwork, I just, oh my God, I just get so excited about it. The first visual images that really stirred my emotions, you know, and so for years those were rolling around in my coconut and then I got to the point where I was like, you know, I want to do this. And then I just started, it started spilling back out. And so that's that's all I do now, you know. Around 2000, I started just doing, you know, that that whole retro vibe, retro ripoff, I call it. Uh, those spot illustrations of the mid 50s through early 60s exactly my, my parents were pack rats and they they had just mountains of stuff my mom had recipe books and um you know those old juice glasses and my dad had these crazy jazz albums with you know cartoon illustrated covers and and i used to just stare at those things and it's just like a my brain was like a hungry sponge and i was just soaking it all in um but yeah out of register color minimal color scratchy line i mean that all those things that, that make it look like it was created in the 50s, that's, that's what I go for. That's awesome. I think we might have had the same cookbook as, as kids. Because, <laughs> yeah, because you'd get some of those illustrations where the colors were almost deliberately out of register. Maybe they were deliberate. but it, Maybe, it, maybe not. Who cares? It was so cool. Yeah, the clean line work, the simplicity to it. Flat now, color. Yeah, that flat color. Now, I got to say, the expressions that you get from your characters, I mean, that, that takes it steps beyond what you saw in those old illustrations so I think you kind of uh, use that as a, a launch pad to, to take it much higher yeah I, yeah I try to I try to tell little stories I try to work in you know little silly funny gags here and there um, but uh, yeah I, I'm big on I'm big on characters I'm big on characters and how they interact with each other and 
So yeah, that was very astute of you to pick up on that. <laughs> Thank you. And I noticed that there's a lot of small details. It could be like how they're holding a mostly burnt cigarette or yeah, how they're how they're leaning against a building or, or striding by while some some drunks or hillbillies are staring at them or yeah. whatever whatever these characters might be doing. Um, so what kind of movies did you like as a kid? Oh, you know. Were you a monster kid? Of course. I was obsessed, you know, and I, I grew up in the 60s, like I said, and um, so Saturday afternoon, they're playing Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and Abbott and Costello. Those are the Abbott and Costello movies. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Oh. Absolutely. I still get excited when those things come on. So um, the campy take on things is what really stirs me. And I'm not, I'm not as much into modern horror or any of the torture horror or any of that kind of stuff. I like the classics. I mean, Frankenstein and the creature and I mean, you know, all those black and white classics. And, and then later in the sixties, the blob and all the, you know, all that just campy over the top, you know, that's what I love, you know, and I, and monsters a big part of what I do. And another thing that I loved when I was a kid, was Ratfink, you know, the Ratfink model kits, Big Daddy Raw. Absolutely. And the weirdos and Bill Campbell's illustrations on the weirdo boxes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That just, just <laughs> lights me up like a Christmas tree. Um, How about the old Impco decals? Of course. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. I love all the aliens and all the little stuff. So all that kind of stuff um, is a big part of my work, you know. And so I kind of juggle. I kind of go between burlesque and tiki. and But I've always go back to monster stuff that's what makes me the most happy is doing you know monster illustrations the creatures biggie and you know but do you feel like there was a certain innocence to those old universal monsters and even the hammer stuff to an extent yeah certainly oh yeah i mean um yeah especially that especially that universal stuff i mean it was it was just so it's timeless. I mean, they, 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 they're just great. But, and then the, 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 the monster design, the character design. But then not just the movies themselves, but all the products and all the stuff that you could buy, all the Frankenstein, you know, the Frankenstein speaker. I, remember that. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen it. <laughs> speaker shaped like Frankenstein's head. I mean, all that, and that's what I really take on is, is pop culture's interpretation uh, and how they took these things and made, you know, figures and dolls and, and whatever, you know, and the comics and all, all that and how, how they did, you know, but, and Mad Magazine's take, oh my God, Mad and Cracked and all that stuff. Absolutely. Oh my God, that's the stuff that really excites me. And that's a fun side note for me because um, my co-host on the show, Jolian, one day we were, uh, the, actually the three of us on the show all worked at an art supply store in Denver. One day I was on the floor helping this nice older man and uh, my phone, my little portable rang, and it was Jolian who was sitting in at the reception desk, and he said, Richard, that's John Severn you're helping. Ooh. And he was a regular. Oh my God. Yeah, we'd see him once a month or so for a while, oh and he'd be, he kept busy right up until the end. Yeah, that's so funny, because when I first, when I started out, uh, got out of school and started, one of the earliest gigs I had was working for Marvel. Um, and I, I did uh, Transformers, I did Web of Spider-Man, but particularly the Transformer stuff, and I wasn't that great at it. I was kind of slow, so I was, um, so I did all my pencils. But I, and I was, I would do my pencils and my inks. But on the first Transformers issue, I was having trouble keeping up with the with the inking. And Marie Severin, who I think is John Severin's daughter, I believe. Um, he had a, I think his, his sister, sister was was his sister Mary. How old was she? 
I've never met her, uh, oh, okay. Marie, you know, and she did the inks, you know, and so when I when I got those back and saw that she was doing the inks, I was like, oh my God, Severin, I freaked out because I was like, oh my God, he's got to be family. Yeah, his, be well, his sister was in the business. His yeah. sister then, yeah. yeah, and this was like back in the you know, early, mid-90s, you know, but anyway, so that's six degrees right there. Right, yeah, not even that many yeah, anymore. Two degrees, yeah. Yeah, I, I know that uh, his daughter would come in and shop for him once in a while because she came in <clears throat> with her son. Uh -huh. And I had her shopping list in my hand, and I said, "Are you shopping for John Severn?" And she says, "You know my dad." <laughs> so I have met his daughter, but I don't know if she draws or not. Oh, but, that's uh, funny. And she turned to her son, who was probably 15, and said, "You see, Grandpa's very famous." <laughs> and I said, "Your Grandpa's a legend. You recognize this." <laughs> Stop making fun of Grandpa. <laughs> don't tease Grandpa. <laughs> I doubt he did, but uh, yeah, John was a, he was a, a really good one for us to uh, yeah. have in the store because I grew up on. Mad Magazine and Cracked, and of course the old monster movies, and, oh, and also being a monster kid, yeah. I gotta say, um, and tell me if you had the same experience, looking through comic books, famous monsters and that kind of stuff, didn't, didn't you just want to make that stuff you saw in the ads? Yes, yes. And, and now what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> I make that stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would, I would, I would uh, oh yeah, those, and the, the, the pages with all the monster masks, you oh, know. yeah. And the stuff, the type was so tiny, you could barely read it. And I was like trying yeah. to, I would spend hours pouring through that stuff and reading those descriptions about, you know, the flying vampire bats and the, right. by the, oh, oh man, I know, I was obsessed with all that stuff. So that's a big part of my work today as well. Did you ever send away a dollar and uh, uh, get hell, the seven foot monster? I did not get the seven foot monster. <laughs> it was so disappointing. I, I got the, I know, I'm sure it was. Um, it was printed on it was a, a trash bag material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With a balloon, here, blow up the balloon. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I did get the Frankenstein mask, and I still have that mask to this day. I, I held on to it. It's the rubber's <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> sure. But, um, yeah, out of the back of the famous monsters, you know. And was, you, you was, put that you tape the quarters, you know, to a piece of cardboard and stick it in the envelope and mail it off. <laughs> right. and sit by the mailbox for like three weeks waiting for the damn thing to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it says four to six weeks for delivery, it's going to be seven. Yeah, hey, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> At least seven. Yeah. That's yeah, exciting, though. It was just the. It was just exciting, all that stuff. So is it a Karloff or a Glenn Strange? It's a Karloff. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. Glenn Strange, too, but, you know, I like Karloff. I, but, yeah. you know. Karloff's Boris the original. is my man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. So um, what, do you remember uh, your first experience watching those old movies? Was, was it just a Saturday afternoon and it was always there? You can't even remember the first time? Yeah, no, yeah. It was just, it was just there, yeah. And we watched it. And, you know, and I don't really remember being that scared by it. I just remember just just being excited, and you know you had to wait. You know you had to wait. Like in the first Frankenstein, you had to wait for a while before you get to see that monster. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you get to see him, and uh, and the same with the creature. You know, and but but oh, just it was worth it sitting there waiting for that, and that was it. I was just obsessed, and you couldn't rewind. You couldn't no. pause it and go you know go pee or get some you know uh, you know kaboom cereal. You <laughs> right. had to you had to sit there and wait because you don't want to miss it, and. Um, so those moments, and I think it was just that. It was the makeup. It was the it was the faces. It was the bodies. It was just the whole, you know. That's what it was. It was all, and it was worth waiting for. Man, it was so good. And I feel the same way. I feel like I don't remember it not being there. Mm -hmm. And I think until they tuck me in with a shovel, I'm always going to be into it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I still love it. Every every year on my birthday, I always put on 
Frankenstein, I have Frankenstein go, and then I've been back to back with Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Like, and I watch those like it's just on my birthday. I mean, I'm busy. I may not be watching every minute of it, but it's in the background, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's just and he, and <laughs> comfort. Here, and here it is, over 80 years later, and yeah. uh, and I still hear people say, oh, people in Hollywood don't have any new ideas, and mm. and like sequels are something new. Well, yeah. There's a sequel from 1935. No, a sequel that was better than the original, in my opinion. And I've said that too. Yeah. And yeah. I think I've even said it on the show. Yeah. yeah. But I've got plenty of witnesses that I feel the same way. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Godfather 2 and Bride <laughs> exactly. of Frankenstein. Sometimes, yeah. And Dumb and Dumber 2 was better. No, I don't know. But, yeah. Godfather 3. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, they should remake uh, Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller immediately. <laughs> exactly. Well, when I was talking to a friend of mine last night about Universal, you know, the classics, and why don't they redo those in black and white with the original makeup Correctly. and do them like beautiful with the film? I mean, think about the cinematography they could do. Mm -hmm. Oh, it would just be gorgeous, you know? And I mean, I'm not saying it has to be frame per frame, but wouldn't that be exciting? I, I think they, people would flip out. Well, we've said as much on the show because we, we, um, we did our show on The Mummy 2017. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> the Tom Cruise Mummy movie. <laughs> I didn't what? see it. Oh, please yeah. don't. I did, yeah. I have no plans <laughs> to do so. No. Yeah. Um, mm. It was a terrible idea. Yeah. And I think the terrible idea got even worse because they let Tom Cruise hijack the whole thing and go yeah. crazy with it. Um, the it needs to be about the monsters. It, it needs to focus on those. That it was. It does. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, and, and I've said the same thing um, about the movies like remake them remake them right mm -hmm. do them in black and white and yeah. uh, cast them correctly and they don't have to be names they can be unknowns who have the right look that would be better yeah and sarah karloff has said that uh, jeremy irons should play her dad in a movie oh that's you see cool that? i could see that like he's got that thin face and those yeah. sunken cheeks yeah, yeah that'd be cool have you ever seen Ed Wood, that movie? Ed oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's and that one, you know, you, you've got um, uh, Lugosi uh, portrayed by... Um, uh, Landau. Landau, Martin yeah, Landau. Yeah, yeah. And, and he nails it, although he doesn't resemble him that much. He does a great job, though. But just with a little bit of makeup yeah. and good acting. Yeah, I'm telling you. you I'm, or, or if you want to make it fun, you know, do an Abbott and Costello kind of a thing, you know, and, yeah. the, and get the Frankenstein and the mummy and the... And, you know, Wolfman and all of them in there. Yeah. And make it campy and make it fun. I mean, it'd be a blast. I'd go see it. I would. Yeah. And, and I think that um, releasing something in black and white um, is not a problem. No. And they could even... They do it all the time. Yeah. They can, yeah. Do, they can do a tint to it if they want. Anything uh, like it that. It could be beautiful, too. Yeah. So oh, they don't listen to us, though. No, no. We're, we're the last ones they're going to listen to. <laughs> exactly. Now, I want to make sure our listeners know uh, your website and uh, where they can look at your stuff and, and hopefully buy your stuff. Please um, do. Yeah, so Please guys, tell, do. Us, tell us where to find you. Keep this train a-rolling. Um, uh, if you want to look at, at my work, uh, DerekArt.com, that's D-E-R-E-K, Art.com, and that's kind of an online portfolio. Um, but if you want to, like, you know, you're in the mood to send me a shoebox full of 20s, you know, and you want some art, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> then go to MrRetro.com. And that's that where I have spelled out Mr. or MR. You can do either way. It'll okay. take you there. But okay. yeah, um, Mr. Retro. And I've got all kinds of stuff. I've got, uh, you know, prints and artwork and some originals. And um, so, yeah, yeah. And go check it out, you know. And if you dig it, groovy. If you don't, that's okay, too. And uh, any big things going forward? Any, uh, any prints or tikis or posters we need to know about? 
I've got a, a the next big thing I got, and I got to jump on it as soon as this show is over. Uh, is a, a gallery show at uh, Outre Gallery in Australia. Um, so, and it's a solo show, so I got to crank out a lot of art. Um, so that's the next thing I got going. So I'm going to be focusing on that. But then, you know, I juggle that, and I juggle commission work, and I've got a maquette too that I'm working on with a electric tiki that should come out of the jungle girl sitting on a tiki and so i'm really excited about that to see my stuff finally in 3d um so yeah that and just you know i just keep cranking it out you know just keep watching the monster movies and keep drawing them pictures oh i will <laughs> don't <laughs> you sure. worry now uh one last one last question before we get out here um what is what is a a, a place where derek yanniger lives look like what's what's going on inside oh, your four walls oh, that's interesting i actually just moved um and I got, we got, I got really lucky. I found a house that has a, a, a garage separate from the house. And the upstairs of the garage is finished, has hardwoods and a bathroom and the whole, you know, it's so nice and great space. The walls are covered. They're covered with monster masks. I've got all the, a lot of the, you know, Collegeville and the Ben Cooper masks. Uh -huh. And the walls are covered with monster masks. And there's just, there's not, you can't even see wall. There's so much stuff. And I've got collections of of beatnik collectibles and old tiki mugs and, and rat fink models and and I'm, the wall it's just it's covered because <laughs> I really want to submerge myself in the world I really want to submerge myself and it's all the stuff all these memories from my childhood that come back and I, I when I live in it it just it just spills right out of me you know and so it really helps my creativity and that's how that ought to be. And, I, and I'm sure we probably have more than a few uh, illustrators listening. Uh, what's your favorite paper to draw and what's your favorite pens? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I like really good, heavy, almost like watercolor paper. Um, it's got a nice, thick, you know, good archival quality paper. And then the pens I use, I use for color, I use a Copic. Or I don't know if it's Copic or Copic markers, brush tip. Uh -huh. Brush tip's incredible. You can do anything with a brush tip marker. Um, and then for the line work, I'll use LumaColor permanent okay. permanent markers yep. and get them nice and bleedy because I like to get that scratchy, bleedy line, which is really kind of adds to the whole retro vibe. All right. So that's it. Those are my secrets. I gave you my, my <laughs> trade secrets. I could bleep all that out. <laughs> I dare you. You've ruined me. All right, Derek, I, I know your public is waiting, and oh, yeah, uh, this show kicks open in just literally a few minutes, and I really uh, appreciate your time, and I know our listeners are going to dig this. And it, dig it, it the most, to say the least. <laughs> you got it, baby. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Richard.